0: Zealous, zealous state of, state of mind. This is the zealous state of mind. Zealous state of mind. Yeah, it's the state of mind. This is the zealous. What's so, up, everybody? Welcome to the Zealous State the of state Mind podcast. You have the Guru of Gains, also a part of the West West Network. Uh, today's guest is a former semi-pro and pro Thai kickboxer. He worked at Les Mills for nine years, and then also. I uh, was the co-owner of CrossFit Auckland for nine years. Welcome to the show, my good friend, Alex Porter.
1: Hey, good to be back.
0: <laughs> so just for the listener, this is our second time. I stuffed up the audio the first time. That was the second time I've done it. So I've done it before with my nephew, and he was also uh, gracious and kind enough to come back on and, and shoot uh, shoot it through again. So apologies once again, and thank you at the same time for coming coming back out um yeah man let's start off with. Like, i know you've done a lot and you're into um you know your own business now but before we get into it talk uh, a little bit about your like, upbringing upbringing you know where you're brought up and mm. that sort of stuff yeah wow. background and then we'll lead into all the, all the things you're in oh
1: wow that kind of interview damn um <laughs> uh, my upbringing my upbringing well um originally a wellington boy you know, from the uh, from the Kapuni Coast if you know where that is Paekakariki on Kapuni Coast now?
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, with, um Christian Cullen yeah that's yeah. right yeah, yeah.
1: Christian Cullen everybody knows about Christian Cullen country right? yeah yeah usually get I say like, do you know him like, No nah, man never met him
0: is there anyone else that's come out of there ah uh,
1: nah man just just him and me <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys must be legends when you go for a beer uh, uh,
1: shucks oh yeah but, uh, but I I spent um, I spent the first part of my childhood down there and then uh we, we moved up um moved up to Auckland I, I I pretty much for the most part most part lived in Auckland. Uh for most of my life. is home. Yeah. home. I can't imagine anywhere else in New Zealand I'd rather live right now. Um How old was uh, you when you moved up?
0: Uh nine. Nine, nine, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. And then you grew up. Which school did you yeah.
1: uh Ring of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, don't look at me like that. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's an assumption uh, assumption uh, statement there. Uh, yeah, how was your
1: time there on the, on the shore? Oh, dude, man. Like, like North Shore's a beautiful place to live. Um, but, I mean, how was my time at, at, at Ring on the North Shore? Man, school, school was shit, wasn't it? I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. ready to learn when I was in high school, man. I was too busy trying to be cool and being a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was... It was it was pretty crazy times. Um, I, was that tough, you know,
0: coming from Wellington, you know, you, you know, you lost, uh, I guess, relationships, friends that you made, and then you
1: sort of starting fresh? Yeah, yeah, well, it's, I mean, I guess it's it's always difficult for any kid that changes, uh, changes schools. Um, we, we got uplifted because of um, my mum and dad uh, finally doing their, their big breakup, and so um, moving to a completely different kind of climate, you know, the socioeconomic climate was different. Um, my uh whatever I thought was uh a, a friend's group or how to be with my friends and that 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 was completely different uh all all the kids on the north shore and it just it's a it's a different it was a different life from the beach town that i came from yeah and uh i I don't know if a nine year old me was ready for it um so yes yeah, so I just spent the first i don't know how many years just trying to fit in and i guess I probably didn't and the uh the, the guys that I did finally fit in with weren't actually at my school, but they were all troublemakers, you know. So they <laughs> they were all kids from from uh, from different parts, either the North Shore or further afield. Sometimes, um, see. So, yeah, so I got to hang out with the the gang kids, and yeah. you know, all the oh, just, yeah, yeah, I just got into shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was I was a real piece of shit when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. What was that just yeah
0: the the new environment, and so we wouldn't know you from now. You know, it's
1: from you as, as a teenager type of thing, mm-hmm. yeah? No, completely unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah, completely unrecognizable. No, it, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, to to be uh to be brutally frank and honest with you, man, I, I delved into all the all the cliche shit. You know, like I was um, hanging out with guys that were uh, taking and selling drugs, and and so that ended up being like a, a natural organic progression for me, and. Um, and, and and it was like running the whole gambit through my uh, through my teenage years right up until my late teens, and I finally kind of sorted my shit out. Um, my late teens, early twenties, and and it was it it was yeah, pretty much just partying and and taking drugs and selling drugs and all that sort of stuff. Like I'd always been interested in sports and 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 being active, and and, uh, and, that, and not so much about being fit. I didn't really kind of comprehend understand really what that would have meant for me, except I just wanted to be capable to do a whole bunch of things. Um, and eventually, it was uh, fitness and fighting that saved my life. That kind of pulled me away from from all of that, you know. And it wasn't until I I, I found my version of rock bottom mm. um, and shit was going really bad for me in my in my personal life that I uh, that I had to go. Oh, you know what? This this is not the the path for me. Um, I, I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to, uh, you know. And uh, and I figured out, you know, really the the whole transformation psychology that we know about. You know, the, you got to have the carrot and the stick, right? You, you know, there was just things that so repulsive about that lifestyle and uh, things were so attractive about who I wanted to become and what was mm. possible for me out there that I um, that, that I made that transformation and I, I, I guess I probably made it pretty abruptly um, and Just with that the, um,
0: lifestyle was that part of like you hear the stereotypical thing of looking to belong or be a part of something was Yeah that, Was that something or yeah, was it something
1: exactly, else? Yeah that, that's, exactly oh, right. okay. that's exactly right That's exactly right because I I I went through the same I mean this is this is a real quick deep dive (laughs) we've been talking for like two minutes Uh, but yeah I mean we 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 all uh, hopefully kind of uh, grow up and evolve and uh, are thinking to kind of realise that there's a a bunch of stories that we tell ourselves from from things that happen to us when we're young you know and there's and for me like most people there's some stories that I interpreted to mean that I wasn't good enough and that and that I I wasn't enough and I I needed to, you know, I wasn't going to fit in or whatever it was that I didn't belong, you know. And so for me to try and figure out um, how I could find a sense of belonging somewhere, some kind of sense of acceptance or maybe some kind of escapism, um, then I I turned to the other rebel kids that were just, you know, not having a good time either. And we Mm. just tried to find our own little, you know, carve out our own little space. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we, and we, we came up and, you know, this is me starting to grow up in the 90s, hitting puberty, and like you know, and if anyone listening knows what the 90s were like, you know, like we we had it was rap music in its strongest form, yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. everybody like daydreamed about, you know, this bullshit, right? And so, um, and so for me to be running with guys that were you know were were taking and selling drugs and living that kind of lifestyle, that was fucking glamorous, you know. It's, yeah, it's all bullshit yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, yeah, complete bullshit yeah. you know it's it's childish so it's the naivety rap, the rap and
0: the culture all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: complete childish naivety um, but you know you, at, at the time you know your your world is a pretty small world you got no life, fucking life experience you have no idea what the hell's going on
0: man you must have thought you were the man because you are doing it eh? was,
1: selling and you know I was doing dumb
0: shit no nah, but you know at the time you think like I'm actually
1: the man eh? at, at the time you've got a, a little bit of an ego yeah yeah you know, yeah you're a fucking baby in the world you have yeah, no fucking yeah, idea yeah. about anything but yeah. But but at the time you you are convinced and you're a teenager as well, so yeah. you know, and you're and you're hyped up, you're raging hormones and so yeah. you, you think you fucking know everything. Yeah. You know, it takes a very long time until you realize there's a whole lot of shit you don't know and there's probably a whole lot more shit that you don't even know that you don't know. Yeah. You know? But but take that's that, those are big evolutionary leaps that I didn't make until a whole lot later in life. Um, and I started being able to deal with the shit and, and actually figure out, hey, you know what, I need to forgive myself for all this stuff and these things that happened and I made them mean something else. They, that's it's Not what it was, it just things just happened the way it happened. It doesn't mean that I wasn't good enough, yeah. mean, you know. I don't need this stuff to kind of, you know. And so I distanced myself from all of that and, and grew up. And yeah, fitness and fighting was the way forward. Was this you, uh, only child? Or no, 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 I got a brother, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got one younger brother, he's four years younger than me. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we we, we got a pretty uh, let's say we got, we got a strained relationship, like we're on two different paths, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's got his own story, yeah, um. But uh, but yeah, like we 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 are polar opposites, right, right, right? In a lot of ways. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, yeah. and there's and there's and there's stuff there that, that that we'll need to mend. You yeah, know, at some stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it happens. It happens. Mm, yeah, it does. And then, and then the martial arts and fitness and that,
0: uh-huh. when you came into that and sort of saw that it could be your way out or to
1: you know make you more happy and fulfilled. Something? Yeah. Well, you know, what, it's a, an interesting one, um, because I'd found. Fitness, because there were some people that were on the periphery of the the circles that that I was in that were living a fit and healthy and active lifestyle, and so I kind of emulated what they were doing and kind of learned from them as much as I could, and then found my own path into fitness you know mm. and, I, and i I went the the general pop route originally because it was the it was the loudest and clearest kind of line towards a a fit and healthy lifestyle, and that was you know, guys like uh, Bill Phillips and, EAS and yeah. the AES and Body for Life Challenge and all that kind of shit. He's and the man like, there, yeah. Uh, yeah he, he was. He uh, certainly yeah. was. I hope yeah. he's, you know, yeah. I hope he's remembered well. Um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Bodybuilding Encyclopedia, all that kind of thing. You know, those are the original texts that I kind of kind of stumbled across before I deep dive into into anything further. Um, and, and once I'd actually started kind of cleaning myself up, I've Somewhere along the lines, and I'm kind of you know fast tracking through weeks and months here. Um, of so my buddy started training with me as well, and then um, next thing you know, that like they're they're asking me like, hey man, can can you can you help me? Can you train me? Can you do this for me? Whatever, um, you know, because we're, we're we've been working with these other trainers, but we're not making as bit as good gains as as we are when we're working, we're training with you. So why yeah. don't you just you know do this for us? Or why don't you help us more? Why don't you do this for a living? What are you doing? Mm. And uh, I was like, well oh, fuck, okay. Well, maybe I should be doing this." You know, it's kind of like the, a, a common sea change for a lot of people when they they switch to working in the fitness industry. You yeah. know, the majority of the people that come over into the fitness industry have been doing something else, and they've kind of got a you know a passion or an interest for for fitness all of a sudden. And they're like, "Hey, man, I want to start working around yeah. this." You know, so so it was a pretty organic process for me too. Um, yeah, back then, yeah. And then somewhere along the lines, I uh, I discovered um, Muay Thai. Like, I was always a scrappy kid. Um, like I, I was having. You know, we we're talking about this before the podcast came on. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I, I was I was scrapping right through high school. Yeah. Um, first first fights I had were on the <laughs> basketball playground, yeah, yeah. intermediate. Yeah. You know, it was just stupid shit. But Get then, off me! Yeah, exactly. Dumb, dumb <laughs> shit. Fucking moron. Um, but then actually being exposed to 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 Muay Thai, and um, to to Thai boxing, and then and. and uh joining uh Philip Lamb's Liga Club and uh Ave. Did you just search yeah. it up yourself or Finn recommended? No, I it? I I had um I had a, a, a good buddy of mine, Adam, uh Adam Bennett. He yep. was um he, he was training there at the time and, uh, and he was telling me, Hey man, you gotta you gotta come up here. Come come and train. Come and train. And I had a couple of other boys that uh that used to train there bang that as well Dad recommended it too and so I was like, oh, okay, well there's enough it's, it's popped up on Merida enough times and you know I'll, I'll go and check it out I had a um, I had a buddy back then that uh, previously that had uh, fought for Balmoral Liga mm-hmm. a sister club under uh, Master Lolo and uh, and I'd been to a couple of fights so I kind of knew what it was about and I knew it looked, it looked pretty badass and so yeah. yeah I want I want, a, I want a piece of that yeah and uh, yeah I started training there and I, I had my ego crushed <laughs> As all beginners do, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like at this stage, I'd I'd been I'd been pumping weights and I was in good shape, yeah. yeah. Big show muscles, and yeah. I was really, really strong yeah. by barbell standards, yeah. And uh, and I thought I was kind of fit because you know, like I was doing cardio on Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got the perfect mix, yeah, perfect exactly. Storm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was doing I was I was killing it on the treadmill on yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, and <laughs> living on the incline. <laughs> yeah, living. you yeah. got it. You got it. <laughs> I got that. I got that spin bike happening on a Saturday for sprints. You know, <laughs> as a finisher, you know. So yeah, I, thought yeah. I, I thought I thought had some fitness. And uh yeah, I went into my first like tie boxing class and, and uh yeah, I just I just got my ego crushed pretty bad. Oh, yeah. But I was like, you know what? See, these guys are you know, there's some specimens in here, there's some amazing athletes that I kinda I can respect that. There's some badasses here, but they're also welcoming, you know, they're they're not they're not arrogant, they're not cocky, they're you know, I don't want to say indifferent because they 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 would acknowledge that you know that, that you're there, but they they're just there getting amongst it and being yeah. supportive of each other, and uh, and even though they're they're being you know polite and, and welcoming of me, it, a lot of people had come and gone, so you know or, or still do come and go, so I hadn't earned the respect of like hey I'm I'm one of you yet you yeah. know so they they were treating me like a first timer like hey we'll make them feel welcome but you know like. We're doing our own thing, you know, yeah, and yeah. we'll show you what to do and just, you know, get about it. That's good. You had to pay your dues type exactly. of thing. Well, yeah, 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 it's exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, oh, man, you know, this is that Miyagi shit that yeah. I saw. You know? <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, it, it makes you is want it. For real. Yeah, yeah. it's it for real. You know, and I, and I tried, I tried dipping into, you know, some of those, uh, you know, looking at some of those, you know, the gi wearing, you know, the kimono wearing uh, martial arts before, and it just didn't really appeal to me the way this was, you know, you know. I, I was a teenager. Saw sort of kickboxer and you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Van and Tong <laughs> He's the man, man, Yeah, yeah. But I was training for Tong Po. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, Tong Po was a badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I thought shucks, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta try this, and I, I stuck it out, and um I was, you know, I, I was pretty average at it for for quite a while, and after a while, I started getting better and. And uh later on I you know, I, I got a little bit of experience and got to travel a little bit with it. Um switched over to MMA eventually and that's that's kinda how I finished it up. Um, yeah. at the end of my time fighting. I I, you, I yeah.
0: You did some time I remember before we were talking, um in was it Thailand? You did some you did yeah. a little um yeah, yeah. over there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I spent a few a uh, few long trips over in over in Thailand, got the train yeah, yeah, yeah got, got to have a couple of fights over there it was, it was cool it was really um. it's, it's kind of like a pilgrimage to Mecca you know like if, yeah. you, if you're doing Muay Thai you know you've got to at some stage you know with your trainer's blessing go and find a find a place over there to spend some time go and train mm. I'm talking about I'm not talking about like a go over there for a vacation and do a couple of fucking drop-in classes I'm talking about like actually make the fucking pilgrimage you yeah. know like spend at least a month over there at a time more if you can afford to if you yeah. can afford the time away from home And, uh, like if you're going to fight, you've, you've got to spend the time over there and just learn it from the source, you know, it's a massive, uh, upskill and your, uh, technical aptitude, your performance and also your mindset, you know, I mean, like when you, when you're staying in a dorm, um. Or like a a boarding house or a rooming house or something. I mean, there's some pretty flash ones now with like aircon and all that kind of stuff. But oh, they us, it was... they it out. Did they? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, they, I always they pictured to. it as like a hot, sweaty place. You oh, know? dude. Well, I, I've I've done I've done the mattress on the floor. On a yeah, that sort floor. of stuff. Done, yeah, that's I've always that pictured. Way. Yeah, and I've done the, the the bunk beds. You know, like yeah. where it's like a single bed for like. A, I don't know, fourteen-year-old child, you got <laughs> your leg tucked up, yeah, you know, and and like you, you, it's it's so fucking hot. All the windows yeah. are open, and that. there's no aircon. Like you know, if you want to go out, you, they, they they might have like a couple of fans, or you might have to go get your own. Yeah, um you know, they kick you out of your bunk at five o'clock in the morning. When I say kick you out, like you get your ass up, otherwise they can't find you. Yeah, and they'll be pissed if they have to. But you you get up at five. You, Put your running shoes on straight away. Literally, you are just still in the shorts you slept in, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Save time. Chuck, or chuck some extra shorts on top of your fucking boxes or something. Yeah. Put your running shoes on. Hopefully, your shoes are still at the door because if someone got up before you, they might have taken off wearing <laughs> your shoes. I'm not even fucking lying. This yeah, is a, yeah, that's a yeah. Thing. Um, and and you you run a 10k, and I and like. Like Just at get moving. A five bit. o'clock in the morning, you got a ten k to run to, to 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 jog, you know, and you got to get that done before six o'clock training starts. Yeah, and at six a.m. it's on. Like you know, you're you're shadow boxing for you know for rounds. You're you're doing like my camper was uh, that that I lived at. I always went back to the same camp. well more often than not. Um, you you be doing like six or seven, maybe eight, five minute rounds on the pads and it's that's already like you know, it's not even like an hour on the... dude. Yeah, like you it's 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 not even eight o'clock in the morning yet yeah. and you're already fucked up. It's like hundred percent humidity <laughs> and, you know, like it's climbing thirty plus degrees, yeah. you know, and, and you're just sweating your ass off. Yeah. And, and and so that that was training up until, you know, like bag work, clinch work, you know, half an hour of clinching and, and then conditioning after that. And and you don't even finish training until like nine thirty ten o'clock in the morning. So you're 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 like staring down the barrel of three four hours of training first thing in the morning, before anything else happens. Right? Yeah. And You have these well, amazing communal you know bathhouses where you just you just basically just stand there tipping water on yourself out of a bucket. You know, <laughs> trying to clean yourself off. Beautiful. Yeah. And you're out yeah, in the sun, it's it's, it's great. You clean yourself up. Communal feeding. You end up learning a little bit of Thai half the time because if you don't learn a little bit, <laughs> you don't get fed. Yeah. Um, and 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 then that's that, that's the morning done by about ten thirty. You're back in your bunk and you're trying to sleep through the middle of the day because it's three o'clock in the afternoon. It's trading time again. Right. You know, they will be like, we'll be jumping rope for 30 minutes. You know, yeah, skip for 30 minutes non-stop.
0: How's your carbs after the 10K going into that?
1: Bro, good to go. <laughs> this, this is 20-something-year-old, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then now 10 k. Yeah, in the afternoon, you've got that half-hour skip. Then you've got to repeat just about everything you did in the morning, again in the afternoon. And then you've got to finish it off with shuttle runs up and down the street. Yeah, yeah. So there's like four hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon. It's like seven hours of training. And that's just, that's Monday through to Saturday. Yeah, Monday
0: Monday through Saturday yeah. something like that every yeah. day
1: yeah every day yeah every day yeah, with a few adjustments to, to, to the plan like if you've got a fight coming up right yeah yeah little yeah. tweaks here and there yeah, and most, most gyms are pretty scientific about their approach now yeah. but like that was a bit more kind of like a bit, a bit of science but a bit of just old school like yeah, you, yeah. you know we're talking about GBP I mean if your GBP is that you're going to be able to get up and kick ass for, for seven hours a day six days a week and you still have to do Sunday morning they just let you have Sunday afternoon off Right, so later starts. <laughs> yeah, when you, get, you only got like a two or three hour training on Sunday. It's like makes it easy, of. So that... yeah, yeah, it's, 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 your, it's your day off. You just yeah. gotta train for three hours. What would you guys eat, man? Like, there's so much calories you'd be burning uh, in that middle part there, that in, in um, dinner. Dude, like, honestly, man, uh, it, I, I, I came out of there sometimes looking like a fucking Holocaust victim. Oh, fuck, that's not <laughs> sorry, that's not even fucking PC, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I come out yeah. looking pretty fucking gone. Like, I'd, I'd go over there, I, I used to fight at Welterweight, yeah, um, and so I, I'd so that's like 68 kgs thereabouts. Um, and so I'd walk around about 72, 73 comfortably, right? And then I'd go over there, and I, I'd struggle to stay uh, above 65. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was real fucking hard, man, 65, 66 kilos. Like, yeah. you know, I'll show you a picture later, man. But, yeah, I was built like a fucking racing sardine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking just... come back and be a jockey yeah yeah that's it that's (laughs) it man shucks and uh and and it was fucked too because like I you know I couldn't even fight at those sorts of weights so it it would just be too drained yeah take it out of me absolutely but in Thailand it just sucked it out of me like you know I just ended up just getting that lean because my body just didn't want to carry the extra muscle
0: yeah
1: it just you know because I don't need it I'm not pumping weights you know like I'd still be doing pull ups and push ups and you know all that kind of stuff as a part of the training as part of the training yeah yeah. yeah, as part of the training yeah because you know um that they they still value a lot of that sort of stuff. I mean pull ups you gotta bulletproof your shoulders yeah. and all that um you gotta be able right. to clinch and grab people by the throat and throw throw them around and ragdoll. Them. So you get a really strong back, strong neck, strong arms. Um <laughs> but uh but I wasn't really pumping the weights. You know, they had weights over there, but I was like, No nah, man, if I look at a weight, you know, back then I still no, I'd right. still grow, you know? Yeah. Um I don't I don't wanna do that. I, I was trying to trim everything down because yeah. I, I entered it and I was this big buffoon, you know, like I just had too much muscle. Yeah. You know, like that too much weights not enough speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was that guy, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I walked in there, the German people just looked me up and down, and going okay, yeah, <laughs> one of those too slow. Yeah, yeah. So I had a, I had, a, I had a long period for a couple of years where I was just like try my best to earn the respect of the guys and the trainers and, and do as I was told, you know. Because I first came into to, to train in Muay Thai, I, I had my preconceived ideas from all the book learning and you know and A U T time that I'd had uh-huh. and all the time I'd had in the weights room when I was working at Les Mills and you know all that sort of stuff. So I, I was looking at it all, going, man, okay, like, hey, there's got to be a better scientific approach to this tie boxing right, training right, yeah. and um and then my training at the time you know god bless them and i I'm, I'm trying to you know live by their by their standards and pay it all forward now yeah. um but uh they, they're like no you no, you're not getting out of running no yeah. you're not yeah you know yeah. like oh yeah but uh maybe i should just be, no <laughs>
0: everybody that i talk to that's had a similar approach whether it be in martial arts or like league rugby basketball whatever um they'll say you know, it wasn't really that much of a scientific approach, but at the same time, they 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 um, speak fondly of it. Like there was a lot of benefits to it, like oh, mentally, yeah. you know. Like yeah. even though it wasn't all calculated and that, yeah. they were like, "Man, I was probably in my best shape," and you know, like my sharpest. Yeah. And then yeah. they get into this fancy science stuff, which is still yeah. good too. But they were like, oh, "I was probably a little bit more," yeah. you know. Yeah, well, we'll think about what it's we it's crazy, know. yeah. Yeah,
1: think, think about what we know. I mean, like for for for, for my for my sport for my fighters. We we know when the when it's going to go down, so we can periodize to a peak, right? Yeah. We know what the duration of effort is required. Yeah. Okay, and we know how to exceed the metabolic demand for that three minute window across five rounds, but just for example, you know. So we 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 know exactly what what fifteen minutes worth of you know high level, you know, Technical, anaerobic yeah. to aerobic, you know, kind of crossover pace there, right? Why the fuck did we have to run a 10K every day? <laughs> but there would be some benefit what? to it, eh? Looking yeah, back and all Yeah, yeah. Why is it for like... years? Every Saturday, <laughs> I was running like a 20K across the fucking Auckland waterfront. What was I doing that yeah. for? Because they fucking told me I had to. You yeah. Because like this is the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, okay, all right. It um, just makes you hard, eh? Yeah. 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 Hard as hell as Yeah, that. exactly. I mean, if you can do all that and and you can still smash through sparring or the pads or whatever it is or you still step you know like fighting three rounds in in, in the cage or in, uh, you know in the ring or whatever that's 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 no big deal you know like it gets to the point and it takes a while it gets to the point where you, you almost don't look at it so much like a violent confrontation anymore like it's it, it's still a conflict but you're almost looking at it like it's sport mm. you, you know like if if you're playing footy you know, you, 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 you give it your best. You're gonna, you know, there's there's going to be some aggression. There's going to be some hit-ups. You might even mark your player and be like, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm going to take his legs, yeah. you know? I'm going to take his soul in this next play, yeah. right? But it's, you know, win or lose. It's, you know, more often than not, you're going to come away from it going, you yeah, know, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah it's a good game. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same sort of thing. Same sort of thing. Well, the, well, the, all, the, all the people that I fought, actually, correction, most of the people that I fought are good people. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. good. They're, they're they're good dudes, and and a whole bunch of them. Like we will still, you know, we'll still keep in touch now. We we'll still message each other from time to time. Shit will pop up on the news be like, hey, bro, fuck, look, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, and then there are people that like, either, I've either won against them or lost against them. You know, and it, it's it's a really fucked up way to make friends, but you, for, more often than not, you're, you're friends for life yeah, with, with yeah. a lot of these people. You, you know, yeah. And that, so, that
0: respect, uh, exactly. You've been yeah. through war together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, you know, with your teammates, you, you you develop camaraderie because you you enjoy all the hardship of training together, right? Yeah. And you can laugh about it afterwards. And and then when you when you actually when you're in the ring, I mean, have you have you had a boxing fight before? No, no, I haven't. No, you haven't. No. Okay. Um, any martial arts experience? Yeah.
0: I did a little bit of Wing Chun with my uncle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Did you compete? No, no, no. No, I didn't get to that part okay. of
1: it. All right, just a few scraps in footy and basketball. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was about it. Yeah, it, it, It's a bit of a fucking surreal experience, and and yeah. it's it's intoxicating. You know, yeah. if you can get, uh, if people get past their first, you know, few f- fights, you know, ha- I'll say half a dozen of them where where it's it, it, it's almost emotionally overwhelming. Mm. Uh, You can actually start to kind of like really admire the spectacle of of actually being in a ring or in a cage or whatever it is, uh, uh, an arena, and there's hundreds, maybe thousands of people surrounding you, making a fuck ton of noise. And... It's it's all all this focused attention is on mm. you having this kind of combative experience where you've done all the stuff leading up to this time with your coaches or in training, like you've run those miles out in you know the fucking middle of the darkness or whatever time in the morning, whatever it is, you know, you sacrifice all of these things for this moment where like you even though your team is with you then you're you're in there by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's kinda of, it's a it's a crazy, crazy yeah. thing, you know. it's, it's a it's a, a gladiator experience. And unless you've actually done it um, we, we laugh about this you know in the fight community a lot because we you know we, we'll go out to bars and watch the UFC you see the, some the awesome Kiwi boys fighting the UFC or something like that you know and you'll hear people like oh fucking is, is that, <laughs> it's like man you've never yeah, been right. in there you have no yeah, idea yeah. what the fuck you're talking yeah, about man. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shut up man shut yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Just, just shut your mouth Yeah, down, man go back to your cold beverage yeah <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just take a seat you have no right to yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly because there's some, it, it's it's an amazing experience experience yeah it, it really is and the um and, and the people that are that I've shared those experiences with you know um really and if I compare myself to some of my peers I I, I had far too few experiences than, than I would have liked um I would have loved to have been able to fight for longer but injuries took me um the uh and that's how I kind of deep dive further into CrossFit that's where all that, that, oh, that, that, yeah, that yeah. that's what started me full-time down the CrossFit path um but yeah, the, the the guys that I got to share those experiences with, both on my team and uh across from me, across yeah. the ring, across the cage from me, across the mats, man, I I I love them like brothers, you know. Mm. Like they, they uh they taught me lessons that that I I I, I fondly cherish, you know. Like I, I, I couldn't have learned those lessons about myself yeah. from anyone else. They they were amazing teachers for, for me. Yeah. You know. It's like a
0: lot of people that haven't competed uh you know that watch things sports or whatever they're missing something eh? you know maybe not martial like, art but you know something that you you, mean- you not know, get that camaraderie and brotherhood or sisterhood that you got from yeah going going you know head to head and then becoming friends afterwards yeah you, there's something special eh? you're going deep like that Dude. that i think a lot of people miss from not um putting themselves out there and being that man in the arena yeah, yeah. Type of thing as opposed to always being on the outside? Yeah, absolutely. You gotta be the, the person in there at absolutely. some stage, eh?
1: Yeah. And I, I can't think of anything more painful than the regret of not trying something. Yeah. You know, like I, I uh I feel for people that that have never actually pushed themselves to kind of just test themselves. Just yeah that type of thing, yeah. yeah. Themselves yeah. Out yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah, their thing kind of is, give it yeah, yeah, give yeah, it a yeah, crack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't yeah, and it doesn't need to be martial arts. I mean yeah. like you know, fighting's you know, it's it's a stupid sport. <laughs> 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 it's, like it is. it's the original I, I, sport, isn't it? I love it, but it? yeah, it's fucking stupid. But um But yeah, there's any any sport, you're right, you're right, you know, like, and we we started our conversation together uh, and, you know, we're continuing today because we have this uh, common bond through, you know, through the strength sports and through uh, CrossFit, Uh, but even in that sport or in some other, you know, some other sports like it, you know, it's... um, why? Why not give it a go? Why? Why lift weights yeah. and and really try to be the best that you can in the gym, but never actually just try a powerlifting competition? Yeah, it's a yeah, low exactly. Barrier for exactly yeah, yeah. You, you know what just I mean. Just
0: beginner ones out there and yeah. different things like that. You can yeah. give it a crack. Look, yeah,
1: it's, it's it's not about just right. like putting your your best lifts. You know, edit your best lifts that you fucking selfie video yeah. onto your IG. I mean, yeah. come on, man, put some pressure just, on you. Yeah, 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 just uh, go out there on a the fucking platform with yeah. some judges around yeah, you yeah. and just see see what happens then. Yeah.
0: Uh, just with the um. Before we get into the next thing, um, John Wayne Parr, the less with Venom, have you seen that?
1: John Wayne Parr, his,
0: it... his um, some documentary. I think it was on. Um, I think it was an Aussie guy. He went to Thailand to do the Thai kickboxing thing,
1: and well, I, I, yeah, I know Wayne Parr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that referring to? I, yeah, yeah. And yeah then... I just, I, 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 I don't recognise the. Uh... Oh, bless yeah. with Venom. Oh, was some bless documentary him. I watched on him was on YouTube. Oh, okay, cool. I have to look that up. It was really I, good. I had heard that, that you know, he's had a couple of things made on him. I had heard that there was a couple of ones. Yeah, I, I was really intrigued with the Psychic Boxing because they,
0: the the culture, from what I understood from, you know, I haven't done it, so from what I understood mm-hmm. from watching, was they they want you to push the tempo away. They don't want anybody to, like, sort of save themselves. You have to go, you have to have a crack type of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that right? The respect that you, yeah.
1: you know, it's better off if you lose and have a crack than, yeah, than win 100%. and sort of play it is safe. Yeah. Of thing. yeah, 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 hundred percent. It's um, it, it, there's uh, there's quite a bit to Muay Thai and 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 in the sense that there's, I I guess you get different variations of it. I mean, if if you're talking about real Muay Thai in in Thailand, they they expect that you're not only going to give it your best shot. But you're also going to be very respectful about how you win, and how you lose. yeah. yeah. You know, um, and it's disrespectful to your opponent, disrespectful to your teachers if you go out there and sandbag it. Yeah, that's something I yeah, love today know. when I watch it. Um, and they, they they expect you to to, to, to go out there. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, if you ever watch, um, have you seen? Any any Thai boxing? Oh, yeah, just any? through on uh, YouTube and stuff. Uh, like okay. Oh right.
0: man, it was so fast and up tempo, man. Yeah, it was yeah,
1: yeah. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, I I love watching the uh, the the Thai stylists, the the purest. Like you'll see them pretty much just standing toe to toe. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they'll, they'll, <laughs> That's they'll scary, man. Yeah, they they have a, they have a much squarer stance in Western boxing. <laughs> yeah, um, because they they have the legs in, involved. And I'll just stand there toe to toe and just like sling legs yeah. and, and elbows at each other. Yeah. Um, and and it and it very much is a reflexive game of like, hey, how much you know? Um, like I I, I, uh, I remind my uh, my guys a lot that you know if they're going to want to fight, they need to they need to. Um, Put, a, put as much points on the board as possible and it's not like there's a punch count no one's, no one's standing by like, the judges aren't, aren't counting how many times you hit me how many times I hit you it's more like, um, like the analogy I use is a water fight you know if you and I are in a tub splashing water on each other who got most wet yeah. you know so we want to try and make sure that there's there's a, a lot of that and so how do you just get busy how do you, you just got to score points you just got to throw a lot and, and land a lot you know and even if you land on somebody's guard that's still that's that still rates yeah. up points you know punches are worth you know a, a certain value Aggressions worth a certain value landing kicks landing knees all that kind of stuff um but when you see them in thailand they they do things a little bit differently here than new zealand like we like for instance in western world we'll, we'll score every round and everybody could they're in with a punch's chance right up until the last round a lot of the tie fights they've already kind of decided who's won by who who performs the, the best and the hardest through rounds three and four so if you've already won the fight and like if say you and i were fighting and you've you know we, we both feel that you're winning by the end of round three or round four a lot of times you might see that they'll just kind of almost play spar in True. round five yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll just kinda of concede that oh, okay, well it's all gone one way, you're winning, we've both got to fight again next weekend. Save ourselves so let's, a bit. Yeah. So let's yeah. not get fucked up. because yeah. this is a job. Right you, you right. know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of it's kinda of weird and kinda of interesting. Mm. It doesn't happen in every fight, but you still see a lot of that. You also will go to a show in Thailand and they don't have like they don't build up to a main event at the end like how we do here in New Zealand. You know, they'll they'll have some preliminary shows getting, you know, higher and higher uh so the main to card, to, to like Yeah. But the, the main the, the main event might be like about four or five fights in, not not ten fights in. Oh, right. And then after that, they'll trail off and have like a few lesser fights. Oh, true. So the main event's kind of like in the prime time of, you know, when you'd want to show up and then you can do your gambling and then go. And go home. <laughs> <before> <laughs> oh, interesting. Late. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of weird things like that yeah. over there.
0: It's really cool. The- Man, that sounds like such a cool experience to go go and watch that, and be, I'll do it. different. Be amongst it, yeah, yeah. It's different. Cool day, it would be cool as there. Yeah. And then I'm um, so switching. Gears, so you said you had a few injuries, and that's why you sort of wrapped up with um, yeah. your career. And yeah. uh, how old were you then? And sort of thing. And and
1: then what did you do? Uh, so from what happened to me, the 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 big one that finished me off, I had a a um, uh, ruptured adductor longest like oh. i i ripped my adductor off my pelvis off, off, off my groin I, I fucked it up pretty pretty good you're doing the van dam splits i was <laughs> not doing the van dam splits <laughs> it felt like it when i when it went but uh but no um so it, at the time it was actually in, in training like i i'd felt it kind of tweak um in training rolling um you know what i mean rolling like so I'm yeah i'm yeah, yeah. like doing doing yeah. some MMA drills essentially with uh, with one of my training buddies and, uh, and I felt it kind of a little bit tweaky so I was like oh, okay I better take it easy and uh, I'm, I'm not going to roll it for, for a few days let that settle and I think maybe about a week later I was like okay I'm going to help one of the boys uh, do some kickboxing sparring he's got a fight coming up and so I was working with him and I like oh I felt it again oh you know second alarm bell do you think I did anything about it nope <laughs> nope didn't do a damn thing I was like yeah I'll just, I'll just settle that down just let yeah. it wrestle I just, I'll, I'll back off the kicks yeah and uh, then I think not even a week later I was um, helping helping uh, my trainer with one of his classes I didn't really need to jump in but I was just I think I might have been working with odd numbers I can hardly remember now but I was uh, I was rolling I was grappling again and we were just doing uh, guard passing drills and the guy that I was working with he was close to 100 kilos he was a big, bigger guy might have even been a little bit over actually Big lanky dude, real tall. Uh, I think he's like about six four, six five. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm five seven on a yeah, good day. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And weighing like I was walking around about seventy eight kilos at the time. So he had a little bit of weight of advantage on, on me. And he was in my guard, which means I was on my back with my legs wrapped around him and he was lying on top of me, so I'm facing up, he's facing down. Um and we're doing drills to pass guard. And so he'd he'd uh he'd used uh it's called a can opener. So he's he's essentially got his arms around the back of my my uh my head. He's pulling my chin down and he's trying to break open, uh my guard. You know he's 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 physically motivating me to yeah. to, to to give up this position, uh which I gladly do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and then as he's passing my guard, um he, meaning his legs are, are passing from being you know, his body being between my legs, um he's passing his legs over the top. Uh, to uh, to what's called a mount, uh, which is a very, very bad position. But we're just running drills. He uses the full body weight on his legs to push my legs apart. So I'm lying on my oh, back no. with one knee pancake flat on one side, hey. other knee pancake flat to the other side. And as he's riding his his leg through that thigh, it goes rip, rip, pop, 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 pop and i can see i can picture it now yeah the way and, you explain it and I, yeah and I, and I make some squealing noises i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> and I, my my 77 78 kilo ass throws him fucking off me he's like fuck it off you know and uh the, the pain was instant and then it was instantly gone mm. no pain like oh fuck that's not good that's not good yeah and he's like oh man you're right you know you you sincerely felt bad and uh i was like yeah no i don't think i am so here's my leg dropping off to the side and me having to like hold my leg to pull it back in because it's just not it's just hanging um i managed to drive myself to the hospital again holding on to my leg because my leg is just flopping all over the place like i could still i could still use it i just couldn't you're driving with your left leg no 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 i was using my right leg but i had to use my right hand to hold my my thigh in so that it wouldn't fucking flop off to the side of my door like literally like i'd only ripped you know one one muscle but like all the other ones around it were like freaking the fuck out (laughs) you know so i was holding on to this thing oh my god this is not good and, um, yeah, so that, that was, um, so that was me, bro. Like that, that yeah. took, uh, it took a surgical repair yeah, and it took 18 months of rehab to get yeah. to the place where I could actually train that leg. Yeah. So by that stage, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shit happened. Um, yeah. like I obviously, I, I had fights that planned that were scrapped. I mm. couldn't continue. Yeah. Um, I was intending on doing a few more things, you know, and, and. With uh, with my career. I was actually finally getting to the place where I thought I was getting good. Damn. And uh, and, and that was uh, that was me done. Yeah, so really, really. Uh, yeah. So during that period yeah. is when we started to really step up the CrossFit stuff, and and then I kind of just took off full time with that.
0: How was the, uh, was, it, you know, adapting from that? You know, your big dream and things were starting to go well. And how was that transition for you? Um, and what you it, know, it, helped you get through? It,
1: it, it would have seemed easy to people around me maybe because i deep dived into something else mm. you you know like i i delved into uh crossfit um and and that kept me really busy you know and, so you and didn't have over your time to that yeah, gym yeah. yeah yeah and and back then it was all the busyness of of um, cuz no one knew what the fuck crossfit was at the time so yeah. it, was, it was way back then when I, I I guarantee not a single one of your listeners right now would have heard of CrossFit Mm. at that time. You know, we we were uh, at the leading edge of it in New Zealand when it was still an edgy counterculture overseas. You you know, like, um, it it had already taken off in the sense that there were hundreds of affiliates. But when I uh, I was granted affiliation for CrossFit Auckland... um, we were in the first 500 affiliates worldwide, yeah, yeah. you know, of, uh, what's, the, what's the count now? I don't know. 13,000? Like, it was up and then it dropped lot. and yeah, whatever, yeah. right? But, yeah, so, so CrossFit was in its infancy, and, and so um, so we were busy trying to have that discussion, you know, and, yeah. and, and trying to educate people on what CrossFit was. So that, that kind of kept me busy, but um, it, it wasn't really, it didn't really hit me until a little bit later that I, I was really in mourning. You know, I, I was in mourning for, for losing my identity because mm. I, I hadn't really kind of put on this mantle of all the things that I was doing inside of CrossFit, you know, that I hadn't really kind of wore that and owned that. That kind of was developing uh, over time, over the first couple of years of, of, uh, of, of having the affiliate open and, and doing CrossFit down here. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, I was I was pretty gutted and, and it... and. More and more in the latter years of of running CrossFit Auckland, I was um, probably quite saddened that i I didn't have the, I didn't have the time, the freedom to go back to to league R and, and um and and be amongst the the, the boys there. Like I knew they're still there, and I tried to catch up with them. But then the few times when I when I was able to free up the time to, to get over there or make time to to go over there, like I, it felt familiar but alien. You know, like mm. I felt familiar that I'd finally kind of come back home, and and all these people that still finally remembered me. But at the same time, like so much had transpired, and so so you know that I that I'd missed out on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's good to be back then now. Yeah. 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 It took a long time, but. No so it's to good home. to dive into something. <clears throat> keep yourself busy, and. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I replace one thing
0: with the other, essentially. Yeah. 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 I was similar with uh, rugby league. Being it, you know, my dream and everything, and then you're getting into fitness because, mm-hmm. like with the league, you know, I'd watch. This, there was seven games um, each weekend, and I'd watch at least five every week. Right. And I was playing, I was training, like I really immersed myself. I was reading books on it, and so then when that dream, you know, didn't come to pass, I did the same with CrossFit and fitness and that. Right. You know, I'd just read and watch videos and just <laughs> just find whatever I could on that. You know subject because i was so curious you know right i sort of knew that it was for me when i would do stuff on the weekends like uh watch videos and read stuff like on a friday or saturday night but yeah. it wasn't like forcing myself i was just like wanted to learn like mm. i don't know that like how do i do this or do that or you know it was that's what i knew but it took me about um six months for me personally to sort of get over the the league thing not happening
1: Right. roughly, and then after that i was I was yeah fully immersed into the well, fitness did did you did you find it was difficult, like with your own personal identity, yeah, man, hundred yeah. percent, yeah,
0: that's what I was saying that six months, like yeah. I was lost,
1: and yeah you know you know around the boys as well,
0: the camaraderie, like that's probably a big thing, mm-hmm. and, um missing that, and then you know you 'cause
1: you're good at something yeah. as
0: well, you know, yeah, and you're a part of something, and you, yeah. know, you have your trainings and things yeah. like yeah, that yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah. Well, exactly i mean like if if you if you were to you know introduce all of your friends to to people, you know, if you if you introduce them to, to, to other friends in different different circles, you'd you'd be able to say, Oh yeah, this is this is Jan, he's a strength and conditioning coach and a, and a league player. Yeah. You know, he's he's really good at blah 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 blah. And this is so and so. She's blah blah. blah I like you guys to meet. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, you you, you kinda of prephrase that and yeah. Uh, and and when you're like, Oh, hang on. I, I can't give you that that that, that yeah. moniker. I'm is not a league guy now. Not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who even are you? Yeah. <laughs> so it is definitely a yeah. It's, cool. it, it's different because you need you need that kind of you need that kind of identity, or that moniker, or, or that that you know. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say like it's an anchor because like it shouldn't be weighing you down. It shouldn't lock you in. But but it, it kind of. Yeah. I think um. I get it. Even in now
0: these days with like bullying and that sort of stuff, I think. Kids need that in school as well. So like they're part of uh, some sort of sports. Some kind team. of a tribe. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that keeps you out of trouble. Um, mm. And you know, if you're not into anything, you can get like, a bit isolated. Yeah. So whether it's the chess club or you know the rugby team or I don't yeah. know, whatever it is, you got it. It's good to you know, have your own little tribe and yeah. friends and that to, to gather around. Yeah. And that so the CrossFit journey, so you're affiliated and. Everything yeah, like right. that. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, well, back then, um, just what the fuck were you That was two thousand eight, two thousand eight, yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. We yeah. we're, we're delving into it, and um, it, it was interesting because so I re- I reached out to uh, to CrossFit HQ, and and I was like, hey, um, hey, this this who I am, this is what I'm about. And uh, I want to open the the first CrossFit affiliate down here. I want to bring you guys down here, and they're like, "Wow, we just had someone else from from New Zealand. Uh, they beat you to it, you know." And that was Darren and Taz, yeah, you know, CrossFit yeah, yeah. NZ. they they beat they beat you to it, but um, uh, but yeah, you can affiliate as well. And I was thinking, "Fuck, there's there's other people here doing CrossFit. Who are these guys?" You know. And uh, that's when I reached out. I reached out, and, and I and I I uh, I met Darren. Um, like, hey man, we're cousins. <laughs> Let's fucking hang out. And, uh, and, and it was it was really cool. I'd actually met Darren one other time. Um, he and I both had, uh, were participating uh, in a kettlebell workshop someplace. I can't remember who it was. It was um, running the kettlebell workshop, but is I just remember Mike Huffman. No no, 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 no. This is this is pre huffham This is yeah. pre-Huffman. Huffman's the fucking man. Now this yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. these guys, I think they were. Uh, they they, they kinda of knew what they were doing but they, they weren't delivering. You know, They're were just kind of like testing the waters or running workshops. This is this is going way back. Yeah. Um and uh you know Darren and I were both kind of I I, I can't remember I actually admitted admit or we just crossed paths there or something so but I think we're the only two guys who are kind of questioning everything. <laughs> like, ah, right, hey, uh Hey, we are we doing this? And we're doing this for what? <laughs> you know, yeah. clearly we both had done some stuff. Yeah. And like, oh, this doesn't quite fucking, this doesn't quite fit. But okay. Yeah. And uh, so when I when I when I uh, finally uh, went out and, and oh, we met him officially the first time out, out of CrossFit NZ and, and made made acquaintances. It was, it was really cool. Like, hey man, fuck, I do not know you, I've seen you before. Um. Yeah. It was. It was was cool because there there was a handful of people um, that were already training with them. They they had had, uh, just opened their first box and um, and, and it was, you know, CrossFit in its infancy, you know. So there was a handful of people that worked out with him. There was a handful of people that worked out with me outside of um, one of the Les Mills branches um, that that I was PTing out of, you know. And and so uh, it was really cool that... There was more than just you know the handful of people that we knew and, the, and these people over in the states that we could see online, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we, we started to get to, uh, to see a bit more of each other. Yeah. So he'd come over and him and Taz would come over and, and work out with us, and we'd yeah. go over and work out with them, and our, our people would, would intermingle sometimes. And yeah, early days. Yeah. Early days is really cool. We actually got affiliated before uh, before we got. Certified or certificate. Yeah, um, they, they weren't running um, CrossFit courses outside of the U.S. at, at the time we first affiliated. So uh, both Darren and I were uh, pre-approved for affiliation based on our credentials. Um, yeah. Prior to actually getting uh getting a uh, CrossFit L1. Yeah. Um, but they just uh you know with, with a with a caveat with a proviso that we we had to you know go and get a get an L1 at some stage. Yeah. So uh, so that's what we did um later on after we both had affiliated and had already been operating um we jumped on a plane and went over to sydney i think there was uh him and i and and uh i think um was that a ramwick A? Eh? uh no 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 before uh, before before, before ramwick it was in sydney it was a crossfit effects uh, all
0: right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, commando steve yeah, Commander Steve. the other guy yeah, ma- ma- He had a partner in Mick, Yeah, yeah, yeah. McShaw. Uh, Mick- Mick- sure.
1: yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, Good, good men. Really yeah, yeah, good yeah, yeah. men. Good dudes. Yeah, so they had us out in their affiliate. Um, was that for the level one or? Comp- yeah, level one. Yeah, right level right. one. This yeah. was before the comps, yeah. man. <laughs> <was long laughs> before competitions. And I think, uh, I'm trying to remember whether Paul Davies uh, popped up at the same time or soon afterwards. Yeah. But Paul was uh, Paul Davies from of Birkenhead. He was an early adopter as well. He yeah. was, he was. He was uh, he was out there. Oh no! What was that? It was it was Pete from Christchurch? Oh man, I must be getting old. My memories failing man. Yeah, but yeah, way back then. Yeah, I went, Um, I did my level one
0: in Brisbane at the time I was living in um, Newcastle. Okay, was that a Swifties gym? Yeah, Swifties gym. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Commander. And was it Danny? Danny, the little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Rob, is it Rob? Rob. Yeah, Rob. Rob. The boldy guy, he does the level twos as well. He's a man. Oh, oh, um, he's gonna, yeah. But he did my level two as well. He's really awesome, awesome right. guy and coach. Um, okay, come I think um, Mudge was there as well. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, so we had to fly. I had to fly up there and huh. then rent out like in a, uh you know, just get a motel for a couple of nights. Yeah, yeah, it's one. really exciting, eh? Hey? Yeah, man, because I was PTing as well at the time. It's a great experience. So I was like, you know, and then everyone else, no one else in the in my PT fitness first was into it. Yeah. You know, it was just me. I was like, oh, I'm doing this top secrets. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going up to Brisbane. I'm doing this course and gonna come back and yeah. you know before this, you know, it's just it's yeah. quite it's quite an exciting days. Yeah, it's it awesome. And then um, I did uh, oh, my mate was uh, he ran he ran a box and he did a comp at CFX as well. Okay. Yeah, sort of when I he was sort of getting me into it and then, and then one of my, my other mates and then I said when I watched I was like I'm gonna do that comp next year though. Yeah. So I sort of trained I had a whole year and then I did my first comp yep. at uh, CFX and then Cool. Um, then I think I might have seen you guys at um Renwick. There was like sectionals sectionals or thing? No, nah, regionals. regionals so that, right, was first, yeah. that was the first that was the first regionals, dude. Yeah, yeah so the so year... I did I did that as well. Ah, cool, yeah. cool. And that was before I moved to New Zealand. Right. So I was looking at your you guys website and Daz's one as well. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: remember when we first yeah, first reached yeah. out. we we uh, we met. Yeah, yeah. And no, I ran with those regionals, dude. That was the year they had sectionals, though. So right, they, yeah. um So they had a sectionals here in in, in New Zealand. Daz and, and and Taz actually hosted it. So, yeah. Yeah, and and they made um they made the state of Victoria and the state of uh, Tasmania. Of New they had to come over right, and do right. the sectionals over here, and they were pissed about that. You know, yeah, like yeah. fuck, we gotta go to New Zealand. <laughs> they should come here. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they they, yeah. they had, they had bigger affiliate gyms already set up. They're like, we have gotta come come down to New Zealand. You know, <laughs> and then they they came over and fucking did really well. They crushed it. But there was a bunch of us. Uh, they 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 had bigger pools at regionals at that time. There was a bunch yeah. of us um i qualified over. i didn't i didn't do that well at sectionals I, was, I think i was somewhere around 15th or something but that still was good enough to qualify as yeah i came 17th right 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 it was top 20. yeah so i remember looking at the sheet yeah. and I,
0: so i made it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so i, I qualified and, and uh I I don't, I don't know how that worked out. I was like, "Fuck!" I'm just gonna go there and get crushed by more people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, with your fifteenth. Yeah, to be yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was happy just to be amongst it. You huh? uh, yeah, hard out, hard out. Like,
1: does he just miss that day? He just missed out, eh? um, just missed out qualifying for the yeah, games yeah, that year. Yeah, that's right. Remember, um, um But he he ended up going as a as a as yeah a, later a, on yeah. And he went he went team he went team that oh, year right, in 2010 because yeah. um uh CFNZ. Um, they had a team um, at at regionals that year, and like me and uh, one of the other boys, uh, Alex. Do you remember Alex McGroby Horse. Yeah, yeah, Horse? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where Horse got his nickname at Ranway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he, he 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 did better than me at sectionals, but he, he was like, hey, hey, AP, why don't we uh, why don't we put it. In- why don't we do a team instead? we put a team in. We could do well. we like, oh fuck, okay, all right. So we put a team together, and we actually won the fucking thing. So we were we were the first. Uh, are you guys won it, yeah? Across the yeah, yeah, yeah. whole we we won the uh, the regional. Well, so maybe the I didn't. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all right. Fuck. We 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 just you know we we didn't fucking we we're supposed to go to the games and we didn't go. Yeah. We didn't go. so fucking it's a it's a crying shame. Bunch of bunch of reasons. You know, there's a few of us who are having issues with being able to travel. One of them is having. You know, trouble with his business. He was, you know, financially sh- going to yeah. struggle if he left. Um, I was having a fucking hell of a time to get a, get a, um, get a visa. Yeah. You know, cause, uh, I, all the stupid shit that I'd done in my past. I got a fucking, <laughs> I got a record, man. I got a record. Like, I, you know, I'm fine now. I'm good, you know, I've been People wouldn't be know that now, States. eh? Yeah, people wouldn't like know that they meet you now. People yeah, would know yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, you know, I was a fucking ball bag when I was yeah, a teenager, yeah. you know, so, um, so yeah, so it it took me forever to fight to to get my US visa to come through because I had to jump through all the hoops of going to the embassy and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm fine with it, you know. And I've been in and out of there, and they they finally got a like ten year visas for the place. Now it's all good, but. um um but but at the time you know there was yeah. it was it was, a, it was a fucking headache yeah and so yeah it's it a crying shame but at Auckland we qualified first you can still go up on the games website and go back to the the leaderboard and see you know, that you, they, <laughs> there we are but then you go to the games leaderboard and we're they didn't even like like we told them like we're not coming you know we're not going to make it they still left us on the fucking leaderboard so at we bottom. <laughs> bottom. we're at the bottom we're like no score I'm like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could have at least
0: took it off the thing. Eh? I know. I was
1: like, God oh, damn it. Yeah, but that was um, that was. I, I, I think we're fortunate because like we didn't have any heroes on our team like like that were real exemplary. Like we would have got crushed in the individual competition as, yeah. as individuals, but we were good enough um, that we could do well as a team, and we yeah. communicated really well. Yeah. And I think it was before people really got their head around how to game you know, how to how to be a team and how to strategize, how you're gonna roll your players and who's gonna do what and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I know it's gotten harder for teams to do that now, like now they they've structured the competitions more so that there's a little bit of gaming and you can choose yeah, for different sure. players for different things, but for the most part everybody's gonna to have to be good and, and have to fucking bust their tail Hold to do their it. Own, yeah. yeah, exactly. Everyone's gonna be able to have to do their their, their work. Um, so you can't, you know, you can't have specialists so much anymore. Um, you can't
0: get away of not having anything Exactly. Because exactly. someone's be like, I can't do muscle-ups, so I'll do all the yeah. barbell work and then yeah, vice yeah, versa, yeah, so yeah, it's only going to yeah. do 20 well, muscle-ups. Yeah, and...
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the a top-level competition, there, there shouldn't be any of that anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but being able to kind of leverage, you know, the, the shorter, the taller, the faster on this, the, the faster on the bar versus the, you know, the, the, the quicker on the jump rope, you know what I mean? No, yeah. there's, there, there, there's those things. But back then, it was we we did well just because we communicated really well we yeah. strategized really well you know we had, don't get me wrong we had some fit buggers on the team and they carried my ass but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like oh one of the did they make you guys run around the track yeah 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 we ran around yeah. see I dodged that bullet yeah, so, oh, so on, it was on a team our team, thing you on, it was a team teams? thing. Now, four people had to run to run around <laughs> it, and two people, yeah, two oh, people right. sat it out. Yeah, yeah. And so me and one of the girls sat it out. Yeah, and and Alex McGroby like he can run. Yeah, he can run. But but we had like a thirty kilo sandbag. Right. And as a team, you had to get the whole team and your sandbag around that fucking track, and and horse carried it the majority of the way. Yeah. Yeah, and just held the pace. It was held the pace. Yeah, so like was he's saying. running with this fucking 30 kilo bag and people are running trying to keep up with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, fuck, man. He's yeah, nah, I mean, a machine, the eh? Oh, dude is a beast.
0: I had a little catch up with him, maybe. That was it a few years back, eh? We just, uh-huh. well, we just went out for coffee and lunch and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he getting back into his martial arts back then too, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah,
1: he's dabbled. He's dabbled he's, uh, he's in MMA. Yeah, well, those a few years ago. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure what he's
0: been up to lately. Mm. Oh, you have to reach
1: out to him, man. I saw yeah. him not too long ago. He's doing good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: good, man. And then, um, so you did your nine years there. What was like um, a couple of lessons, I guess, you learned from that uh, before you moved into the next thing? A couple of key things. You know, someone else is in the fitness industry, yeah, I guess, things that they could you know use from you know, what, your hindsight Or well,
1: going going uh from from personal training into crossfit or going from crossfit into other things or
0: uh more from
1: the business side of things
0: uh, business side of things yeah yeah like a couple of uh great takeaways you know that you learnt like you would have done differently maybe um a couple of lessons sorry that's probably a better way to phrase it yeah okay um but broad I'll give I'll I'll, I'll have cro- a crack. from the cro- uh, when you're running the affiliate yeah from running, oh, the, from affiliate, running the affiliate. Yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. all right all right cool um. Oh, am going to get burnt for i saying this, but uh, just make sure you only got one captain the the at the wheel of the ship. Yeah, doesn't matter who that fucking captain is, as so long as that you know, just if if you're running a fleet, the buck's got to stop with you. Yeah. Um, you got to figure out what what their vision is, um, uh, and, and figure out what kind of business that you're in, and if you've uh if you've figured that out and you've uh figured out what kind of business it you know what, what kind of service or product that you've got. Um, disregard all the other distractions. Mm. Yeah, don't uh, don't broaden out so much. Don't um, don't try and be a solution to all the problems. Just figure out what uh, what service or product it is that that is your your north star. What you know what what aligns with you and what you're trying to accomplish um, as a business, as a service, mm. and make sure it aligns with you and your values. And if you've um, if you've got that sorted, then just make sure everything else aligns with that. Um, including the people around you and the and, and the uh, systems that you put in place. Um, mm,
0: you, know, that's
1: the, cool, yeah. you know the yeah the, the the saying goes the uh, the hunter that chases two rabbits catches none. You know so just figure out what what it is that you you want to be about and then just make sure you'll be about it. Mm. Yeah. So the three or four members that say oh we should do this or do that just sort of don't yeah, worry like about cool. that if it's not a part of your vision. Yeah and, and yeah cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly right. It's like, yeah, you, you tell that person, yeah, you should go and do that, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go ahead. There's, and do there's it. something down the road that can yeah, go, go ahead and do it. It's like, yeah, we could we absolutely could have um, school holiday programs here, but you know what? I'm, I'm not a fucking daycare center. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not my skill set. Yeah, yeah exactly. So hey, work my, my with your strengths exactly. your strengths. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, we we had um, you know, specialist classes and things like we had, um, you know, the weightlifting program because you know I was passionate about weightlifting. And a couple of other people were passionate about weightlifting. We wanted to do more of it, and so we had a barbell club. And I think we were the first affiliate that actually um, created a weightlifting club affiliated with O W um, yeah. and Z. And that was that was interesting. I was I was dealing with um, Gavin Hubbard at the time. Gavin? I, I remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. Gavin became Laurel Hubbard. Oh mm. I do not know that. I didn't yeah. put the two together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same same person. Right, 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 right. Same that person. makes sense. I should yeah, have known that. I should have put that out. Yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I I liked I liked Gavin, but uh, I think Laurel's done some stupid shit. Yeah, I know. But no. Um, that's 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 another conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, we, we had a we had a, a gymnastics program. But we had a uh, an amazing gymnastics coach in Antoinette Van Burg. Mm. Um and, and so she got to wear that hat. We're like, Oh cool, you, you, you wear it. If our members want it, they'll they'll vote with their feet yeah. and we, we think it's important, but it's not our core business. It 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 attaches to it and it's synergistic through CrossFit very, very well. Yeah. Um but so that's but but that's that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if I was to wear multiple hats and drive multiple screens of business it gets very, very confusing. Mm. And it's and it's very tough to do. It's one of the reasons why, you know, we had uh, some involvement with the gain faster equipment. Um, you know, we had we had a, a hand and a share in that. Um and, and again that was driving uh my personal focus, uh, my professional focus in two different directions. Right. Couldn't right. do that. Um same thing with Battle of the Fittest. Uh Battle of the Fittest we eventually that was massive. Wound up that was massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was massive. You know, I get asked about that a lot still, even to this day. Yeah, like, man, man.
0: Fond memories of that call. I loved mm. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot like, of us, all of us. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm surprised that I've, I've I have a, a, an open door to to, to criticism, and uh, there, there's plenty of stuff that, that that we could have done better. Um, but I seem to get a lot of uh, good feedback still even to this day people yeah, that, that enjoyed those competitions. You know, I took a lot of pride in them. Mm. But unfortunately, it, it, it was bad for business. Right, it right. was bad for business. Like it, it would take uh, my focus away from my core business for, for a long time. would distract me for many, many months. So much energy too, eh? Dude, energy, money. Yeah, um, the amount of resource that that, yeah. that it took, um, like our, our best estimates in the in the, the the last few years of running it was it was taking about a quarter million dollars worth of resources Damn. from from us and from sponsors to be able to put the event on, Damn. you know, and and uh, Big Boys Toys that hosted us at, at ASP Showgrounds, we didn't pay them, you know, they 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 fronted up stuff, they paid for us, True. you know yeah, it was. It was because we we were an add-on to that. Like we had thousands of people that would come to to watch the crossfire competition. So, you know? so that was that's sort, that's sort of it. Take sales for them. Yeah, you know, and it's good for for them and for their show because there's you know when people are walking around waiting for their their heats or waiting for their you know the people they're supporting to to come back up in a later heat or they're done for the day. In like fact, they've already paid their ticket, but they're going to walk around. Yeah, and maybe spend some money. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. good for them. You know, it was good for them. it's good for the vendors. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it just took a lot from us. You know, I still get the other uh, conversations, um, even just as recently as like, I think last week, you know, when, when people have talked to me about, well, hey, would you do it again? And the next question is, why would you not? <laughs> 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 because no, uh, they, they, they go to some of the, the events around the, that are around at the moment, you know, yeah. and, and I, I haven't had much of a hand in CrossFit or in CrossFit competitions um, for a while. Um, Did you enjoy it? You must have enjoyed
0: it in some way as well then. I loved it. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well well just able- cost too much like yeah, well,
1: overall. Yeah. Well being able to create something that was so well received and, and to you know, I got a lot of joy from, from people who I respect and, and I respected all the athletes that, that 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 came through our events. Um, you know, from, from the, the, the newer ones through to the fire breathing, you know, like international experience, regional experience guys and people that have been to the games. I, I I love the fact that those people could go, "Hey, we have trained months for your comp, and it didn't disappoint." Yeah. You know, or, "Hey, that was the hardest shit I've ever done. I loved it. I can't wait for next year." Yeah. You know, and or th- things like that. You know, I still get um, those sorts of conversations, and and I, I think that's that's cool. It blows my mind to have to have been able to create an experience for somebody, to yeah. be able to create a um, an arena that somebody could have that kind of experience. So that you know. I know it's, i liken it to fighting in the sense that you've got that crucible experience you know like you're, you're forged in the fire and yeah, you've learned yeah, yeah. something about yourself yeah yeah by being able to dig deep and you didn't have a choice because like you were lined up next to some other fire breathers yeah. like you you guys are gonna throw down yeah and uh, and you're both gonna burn <laughs> you yeah. know you're both in the fire together yeah and uh you know irrespective of who comes out on the podium like man you shared that experience together you know that's that camaraderie through yeah. and, and you know enjoyed hardship together and we gonna laugh about it afterwards right yeah so so there it is right there and just to have had a hand in that um, you know, like I joke around about having a sadistic streak. <laughs> oh no, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> but um, but it's 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 not about making people suffer. It it's about challenging people to be greater. Yeah, and then finding that they all can because those workouts, those events that the that we programmed that I put out there, and, and you know, we 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 tested those and tested and tested and tested, and to find them, find the right dose that these people can have an amazing, challenging experience that can also still be a spectacle for mm. for people that are watching it and also configured in such a way so that it's laid out so a layperson can walk into the arena at, at the Logan Campbell Centre or, or in the you know pavilion space at ASB showgrounds because they're there to look at the hot rods and they can walk by and go, hmm, what's happening here? Right. Oh, it's a race. Oh, I can see that that person is in front. I can see that that person is close by. This person is, you know, surging ahead Yeah. and... They they can they can see by how we've configured the event. So I took a lot of pride in being able to go, hey, look, that's how we're gonna we're gonna put it on, and it took a lot of of, uh, of preparation to be able to do that. Look
0: at that guy in the track pants, man. He's flying. <laughs> <laughs> that guy in the track
1: pants. <laughs> yeah, man. No, you still no, got sorry. those track pants? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, with, with the knee sleeves on the outside, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Do yeah, yeah, I remember I mean, that correctly? Yeah, yeah, Damn. Yeah. See, you had an indelible impression. Oh, well, i I, I never, fame, I, never, I, never <laughs> I never forgot. <laughs> yeah but it's 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 tough because like pe- people don't um it, it people don't appreciate how how uh how much goes into those events yeah
0: how did you guys you you and your partners and your team um run that and run the box at the same time man like because me and max did a couple of, and you know our family did a couple of comps that i want um and like we will smoke for a week afterwards yeah just from like the energy and yeah you the, need the a break. Yeah, yeah 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 but you know we do, you do the comp and the weekend, and then come Monday you're supposed to be
1: back to normal business, yeah. you know? Yeah,
0: and you're like, oh man, I don't want to do this.
1: But well, look, fortunately, yeah. I had a really, um, I had a really good, dedicated team. I mean, there, yeah. there was a core group. There's a uh, a good friend of mine, Panda, who um, who, who she oh, her name's Laura, We call her Panda. She's um, a a wizard with the. Uh, uh, the Excel spreadsheet. She she, she yeah. speaks fluent computer, you, right. know, you know, and and so her back end systems for the scoring. That's that's why we never had any glitches with any sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. The scoring was always on. We never got to complain about any sort of stuff because yeah. you, you know we 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 got all that figured out. And the logistical nightmare of figuring out how to run the comp. Then we had uh, um, my uh, my my ex uh, yeah. Lisa. She she was uh, an amazing driver of the event, and she handled a lot of the stuff back house. That, um without her it wouldn't have run as smoothly as it's a you know, just fair call to her. She, uh, she she definitely worked the hours, you know, and we we would be working around the clock. Just the three of us would put in a fuck ton of hours late into the night. Yeah. Um for weeks leading up to the event. Um while trying to run the business with our, our coaches, just yeah. really kind of, you know, picking up the slack. Um and uh, and our members just being super supportive of it, you know, because our, our member community was so generous, yeah. so so generous with their time, and because they'd been around us, a lot of them had been, formed a core group of people that were like, right, when's battle of fitters? Cool, yeah, I'm going to yeah. put my hand up. We want to be a team leader this year. I want to, you know, and so they would they would get to kind of rise to the occasion, and and it got to the point where some of them were so experienced after a few years of this that we could almost just like delegate. Okay, cool, this is what you're going to be, and we'll put a team underneath you, and you just let us know how you're going to drive that team, and and you know. They're just very giving with their, their time and involvement, um, and and our community got to kind of own it as as yeah. their thing. So it wasn't just you know myself and Lisa and and Panda by extension that that were, um that were owning the event with other people kind of you mm. know working the event with us. It it it, it became this CrossFit Auckland community yeah. thing that our members we we thought, um had quite a bit of pride in, in the fact that you know it was CrossFit Auckland's Battle of the Fittest mm. you know. Yeah, it was know. cool because we got to
0: know the judges, which were your members, and you know yeah, we'd see them yeah. the next year. How's it yeah, going yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you ended up, you know, yeah. building relationship with um, your members as yeah. well, even the athletes. You know, exactly. you'd see them around and helping yeah. out and judging yeah. and but, stuff like
1: that. But it, but it's tough going back to the box straight afterwards because you know we we would, <laughs> like it. That having an event at the box is, is one thing, you know. And, and if you have an event at the box, you can like have yeah. a late night clean up yeah, yeah. and, and open doors the next day. You might be a little bit tired. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, or you can get someone else to open up and run the first couple of yeah. classes so you can have a yeah. bit of a sleep in. But for that, it's like there's still two days of packing yeah, up. Cause you yeah, because you've got to ship everything back. And... Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're talking like, oh. Man. Oh man, truckloads and truckloads of gear, <laughs> and the the thing for us was that the the preparation that goes into the events. I mean, I I think, uh, like is it Gilly still got that comp he calls at the nationals? Yeah, 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 National that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I well, I I think from the outside looking in, um. I'm assuming that that's a, a pretty well-run event. Like I hear good things about yeah. the the level of the competition there, and and uh, certainly about how sadistic some of the workouts <laughs> are. So, <laughs> yeah, Gilly's know, so, pretty similar. So yeah, Gilly, yeah, yeah, Gilly knows yeah. what's up. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the the thing that's missing with a lot of the the events is just what what goes into the front end, the preparation. Yeah. You, you know, and and it's the the hours and the resources put into it. You know, like I went to a a, uh, a couple of crossfit competitions in, in the last six months, and I I saw you know one or two that were run okay for for what they were and i saw one or two that i just was like look oh, man i don't want my people <laughs> going to that shit ever again yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you know and it, it, it's just the uh the attention to you know what's what's safe <laughs> what's um and 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 the, the the equality of the judging you know like not just the quality but the equality yeah um so we would spend weeks if not months preparing judging teams and we would have training sessions for the judges um yeah, where they were actually trained on what they're looking for how to do it you know like and, and yeah, exactly the on- how the online the- judges thing before there was the online judges yeah well we we, we we preempted that we had we had booklets with diagrams and pictures and explanations and we had a, a examples of the score sheets and all that kind of stuff and we were like we would we, explain to them look when you're, when you're judging this movement, this is where you stand. When you're judging this movement, or in this particular workout, this is going to be event, blah, 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 you will be kneeling here. You will not stand, you will not, blah, blah, blah. you will not be on the side, you have to be here. You have to direct with your hands this way. You must hold up your fingers, this count, this count, then this count, then you will direct them with an open palm facing this way to move on. You will use the words move on. You will specifically count up, you will not count down. You will count clearly every five reps on this particular mm. movement, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, there'll be a floating judge, okay, so we've got a rowing, uh, rowing workout, so your judge, your primary judge for your athlete, you'll stay with your athlete, you'll stand up at, uh, behind their left shoulder and you'll call whatever, blah blah blah, we'll have this head uh, judge that'll be roaming, making sure that all these standards are being met, you'll also have these two officials that are going to be carrying extra monitors, they're going to be closest to you if you're on the left side, or on the right side, or in the centre perhaps, uh, and so if you have a monitor go down, this is the hand signal that you'll use for that head judge to come across and they will unplug your monitor put and plug their monitor in so that we can keep on the count right. there's got to be contingency plans for everything so we had hand signals for everything we had all, all these things we'd have judges that um, would volunteer that weren't from our area maybe they were just coming up from down the line with their athletes they wanted to help out want to be official we were like cool that's fine but they didn't get any of the primary jobs mm. you know sometimes we didn't even tell them they weren't getting the primary jobs we were just you know, Earmark them for what jobs they were, yeah. but they weren't, of the about, they weren't one of our they weren't one of our trained yeah. and signed off judges exactly. Yeah. But we even went to the point where you know if we're if we're changing weights, we want to make sure it aesthetically all lines up a particular yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be here, but just like we'd learned it from the games or from regionals or from you know synchronized events watching the Olympics how they would run out at Beijing and line up and then run back off exit you know enter stage right exit stage left so all of you would be lining up from this side you'll come together you'll fan off like a chevron effect and then you'll come back off and you'll exit off the other side you're clearing off weights you're entering here loading up boxes blah 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 and so there would be this fluidity of movement and that's how we got our timelines down so Mm -hmm. much like we you, you went to our event every year yeah 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 did we ever run late
0: not that I can remember, no. If
1: you ever had a heat time, were you ever late with your heat time?
0: No, I'm trying to get there early because mm. we knew it was all short. It sharp, was on, yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100 times out of 100, we got yeah. it right. Yeah. And if we got ahead of ourselves, we didn't steam through. We pulled up the handbrake, slowed back down, allowed the brakes because we don't want an athlete who's on a 220 heat being suddenly told, no, you're on at 145. No, yeah. Well, hang on. I just planned my fucking meals around right, being at yeah, two twenty. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it had to be an athlete's experience as well. And once you knew when when you were on, you told all your loved ones. Yeah. Who were then, they didn't want to be like trying to find a car park and getting a message going. Oh fuck, Yosh on now. Yeah. Oh, we've missed it. Yeah. Oh, we just drove here from fucking Takanini and we've we've missed it. Yeah.
0: Because they started early or they started exactly. late. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So that didn't happen. So it, it was it was all these contingency plans. Um, where where are the fire exits where are the defibrillators how far are our medics what code do we need to call over our radios we had radio systems all all in play what happens if there's a fire what happens if there's a shooter in the building what happens if there's multiple shooters in the building these are conversations that your affiliate owner setting up a (laughs) event down at the YMCA hasn't thought of they don't even have matching clips for all their bars well if your bar weighs 200 grams more than my bar does we didn't do the same workout. Right. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Fire up, man. It's full on, eh? Yeah, it's, it's a different kind cool. of conversation. Right? Yeah.
1: But it's preparation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So, man, off on a tangent.
0: Nah, nah it's good. I can see you firing up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. And then moving on, you got, um, <laughs> Segway. <laughs> hey, segue, segue. Sorry, listeners. I apologize. Nah, man. nah.
1: I just, I, I talk too much. It's
0: passionate. Nah, it's good. The, uh Pistol, pistol. Uh, oh God
1: damn. I thought we were going to get past this. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, know, you were. You came what second, and you were national champion a couple of times.
1: Uh, just in in, in my grades. Yeah, in your yeah, grades. In, yeah, yeah. in my grades. Yeah. So, how does that all work? I don't know. I've only seen your posts
0: and stuff, and some of Luke McGraw's one, but yeah. other than that, I don't. Uh, yeah. So Tell right. us how it
1: works. Okay. Uh yeah, so I took up. Um, if anyone didn't know I, I i took up shooting as a competitive sport it's a it's a little bit a little bit different a little bit outside of the box and what i do is um what's called practical shooting yeah and so uh what that looks like is if you can imagine a, a range um like a like a, a boxed in area uh with a a bunch of uh different targets squares or whatever around the place. Um, But rather than just shooting at the targets, we've made it a little bit more difficult by putting some behind walls and some behind barriers. And some of them are in particular rooms. You've got to be able to open a door to get into the room and and, and whatnot. Um, And then you're told where you need to start. You're told um, which way you're facing. You're told whether your gun that you're firing that you're using is a pistol in your holster or a rifle sitting on the table. and it's once it's all set up what your start position and, and how many targets there are and where they are. You so get,
0: so they brief you just before? Yeah, so so, so you yeah. sort of gotta be ready for any implement and some sort of setup. Pretty much. Oh Pretty much. I
1: didn't know that. So so I thought it was pre planned and you knew that. No, no, oh. no. So 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 whoever the stage designer is or the range master or whoever yeah. the, the 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 match director if it's a match, um, you, you might be given a heads up like a, a bit of a schematic of what it's most likely to be, but yeah. once you actually face it looking at it, it, it might be quite different. Mm. Um, but the, the general justice of it is you'll show up at the range, you, you and a squad of other shooters that you're competing alongside with or against or however you want to call it, um, are briefed by that officer, the range officer, who controls the safety and the operation of that range, of how many targets there are, where you're starting, what the condition, the start position and, and gun condition is, so whether your gun is loaded or, or uh, unloaded or mags on your belt or whatever it is. And then you get given three minutes to have a walk around and try and figure out mm. what order you're going to shoot these targets. Right. Because you're going to be timed with how fast you can do it. And then you'll. You get three minutes. You get three minutes to walk around right. as a group. Yeah. Just looking around. Yeah. You know, there's demarcation areas like lanes and corridors and things that you can travel down and, and you might be able to see some targets. Uh, from way back here, that are far away, so it might be advantageous of you if you're a good shot to shoot them from back here, because shooting it is faster than you running down the corridor to shoot it close, oh. where you might be able to hit it more accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And a good stage design will have uh, multiple ways that you could potentially shoot it, and it's up to you based on your ability and your level of confidence and how fast you want to push it mm. to figure out how how you're gonna how you're gonna do it. Once everyone's had that that three minute walk through, you're all called off the range, and then they'll. Let you know who's up first. That person will go through. They'll have a go. Second person, third person, so forth. And so eventually, when your name is called up, you're up on the line, and uh, the, the the range officer will check that everything is safe. Everybody's is back in a safe uh, position, away from the range. You know, the firearm's only ever pointed in one direction, downrange, away from everybody. So it's it's all very safe and very controlled. Um, and then you're away, mm. and it's a massive adrenaline dump as you're sprinting. Yeah, you know. Uh, around walls and all that sort of stuff.
0: So there's three events each uh, day or competition. Uh, well, well, look
1: at it. it varies. Oh, uh, so yeah, it's sort of like cross age, It varies just depending it, on it, who's it, running it. It varies. Like oh. uh, we'll we'll talk about nationals because you, you you brought that up. So nationals is usually a three day event. This year it was only two, and it was 14 stages across okay. two days. Yeah, yeah, and so um, yeah, so so. You, you you know wherever whatever town it is you you're doing a road trip out of town you yeah. you're you're staying in a hotel someplace um uh, and uh and you, you get up early shoot through this event it's a massive demand on the central nervous system right concentration focus yeah concentration yeah. focus massive adrenaline dump you know massive adrenaline dump and it's over within seconds mm. you know so like i might run through a stage a stage might only take 30 seconds but you've taken 45 minutes just like rehearsing it in your head because right. once you've actually seen it and you've walked through it before it's your turn you're already kind of miming it walking through it again in your head and you're just like stepping through it and whatever you know um, all this is you know without any firearms anywhere It's a, they're only up uh, yeah. up the front and um, but uh, yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy yeah how do they sport.
0: how do they do the order is it um, last goes first first goes first that's thing?
1: Uh, it starts off uh, usually it starts off randomised and then for the entire match um, it'll stay in that order but oh, okay. the whoever was first on the last stage gets bumped to the bottom, all and right. so second person becomes first, and so on, right. and it just rolls through that way.
0: So everyone gets a fair fair shot. Yeah, exactly. at uh, exactly. Pre- preparing because obviously at the back you got a bit more time to yeah exactly think about right. it and see what the others.
1: It, can you watch the others as yeah, well? Yeah, all yeah, oh, right, you can oh, watch right. The So you
0: can learn from their mistakes you, and stuff you, like you, that. You, you can,
1: you can, but everyone's you know everyone's different, so everyone has yeah. different strengths and weaknesses. Right, you right. know, some people have got a faster double tap, other yeah. people. Um, uh, aren't so mobile, so maybe they can't get into some of the positions so that you could, so they've got to make up for it some other way. Yeah. Uh, or vice versa. Some people just uh, aren't that accurate, and so they've got to get closer. You yeah. know, So there, there's, there's a bunch of variables to it, and based on your ability and your level of confidence and also your interpretation of what you see in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, what might be a faster or more efficient way to, to, to go about doing it. Because you're scored on how fast you can go, as well as how accurate you are. Mm. Um, I won't get into the math, partly because the math sometimes can be very confusing to, yeah. to explain with a whiteboard, let alone yeah. over audio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, essentially, you've you've got to you've got to be enough of both. Yeah, yeah, to to do well.
0: How many uh, people? I guess was it the last few nationals roughly? Like how many? Uh, Hundreds.
1: Hundreds. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a it it's a small sport by you know football standards. Yeah. But there's still a lot of people in, in, the, in the shooting community.
0: I mean, for your division or whatever, how many were
1: you competing in And in, in, in my division, yeah. uh, I think it was about 140 at, in, at National. 140 of these? Yeah. yeah. 140. And you came second? Uh, no, no. I came second in my grade. I came oh, fifth sorry. overall. So... Um, If you're going to, easiest way to kind of liken it is is like martial arts. You know, if you go to like a jiu-jitsu competition, for example, you're going to get black belts, brown belts, purple belts, blue belts, white belts, right? So um, essentially this year I was, you're still competing with everybody. So all the black belts down, um, but I was going in there essentially like a purple belt. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. And and so me and this other purple belt, essentially. Yeah. uh, this guy Joel, he he picked uh, he me by a smidgen like a percent, yeah. you know? and 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 it was a good push, man. He earned, yeah. it. He earned yeah. it. I can't even be mad because he's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? he's a yeah, yeah. good, good. Yeah, we're friends now. It's good. It's all good. Um, but but we gave each other a really good push, and and so it, uh, by the end of it, out of all of those, black belt, brown belt, blah blah blah, um, yeah, he and I came fourth and fifth respectively.
0: Out of everyone. Out of everyone. So. It's- regardless of the uh what belt you got oh, not belt, yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah, grade yeah what grade yeah you use fourth and
1: fifth yeah so oh, so right. so so, awesome. so he came first and and now grade and i came i came second and then we got essentially based off our scores we got promoted up so uh, yeah, it's like yeah, a like a like a belt grading up yep yeah, yeah so we're like i guess we're like brown belts now
0: right 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 yeah what would be the, after the brown brown then black Far out. So yeah. pretty much, yeah, yeah.
1: So if you do well at the
0: next one, you get a good enough score. Yeah, yeah, you go yeah.
1: Up, yeah. So. yeah well, well, you gotta, you gotta be able to do. The the scores are based off the percentage of the grandmaster, the person that comes right at the very top. Yeah. And so the guy at the very top, if he's been graded before as a grandmaster, then it's like him. He he keeps the grade grandmaster, which is like, um, it's like a black belt with red stripes. You know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the red belt kind of yeah. guy. You know, he's he's ninja as fuck yeah yeah that's yeah. yeah, Yoda yoda and, uh, and the, the guy that the guy that, that the one he's he's won it two years in a row now and he's he's won it before um in previous years he, he's, he's amazing his name's uh richard and his brother uh rob is also an amazing shooter as well he came third yeah so, so richard's like the, the the black red belt guy and then these two black belts kind of like came second and third yeah and then there's these two little humble little purple belt kids <laughs> <laughs> kind of newer to the sport kind of, yeah, we're, we're doing okay
0: is it uh advantage being small like
1: you know getting around and mobility wise? <laughs> why did that come into it i'm just curious i'm just don't know so i'm isn't just, young, not little <laughs> as a small god damn it you've seen these always god damn it we're doing all these shrugs and nothing. Uh, i'm kidding kids don't do shrugs they're fucking <laughs> stupid um it, is there an advantage being small? Well, I, I don't know if it's so much of an advantage. Sir. Short, yeah. fuck, they cut me deep. <laughs> um, look, there's an advantage being athletic. Yeah, yeah. Let, let yeah, me say that. Yeah, getting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the risk of sounding cocky, I, I'll say I move well. Yeah, and um, I move well, and I've um, I, I've got good coaching. Like my my buddy, uh, my buddy Jimmy. He's um, he's He's an amazing shooting partner and, and, and coach, and he um, he kind of took me under his wing uh, a couple of years back, and we just uh, started hanging out a lot more and shooting a lot more. And he trains with me in the gym now. You know he's uh, he's, right. he's, he's crushing it in the gym now. Man. So he helps you. Um, yeah, shoot yeah, and You yeah. help him in the gym. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. yeah. Oh, that's a good crushing, relationship. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So so he's coaching me up and and uh, fix a lot of the stuff that I was that I was doing. I thought I was doing right. I was like fuck like, yeah. Man. <laughs> too he, many movies man yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah not, not even movies Just I was, I was just like learning stuff that I didn't really need to learn to be yeah. good in the sport you know what yeah. I mean because people got this whole idea that you know uh, shooting is a cert, certain way and it can't be that hard and they see stuff in the movies like, yeah. fuck it's bullshit John man. Wayne man it's bullshit <laughs> and um, yeah so he tied up a whole lot of my stuff and a lot of lot of the success that I've had I, I can attribute to him he's, um, yeah, he's he's been a good friend and being above and beyond man. He's, yeah. a, he's really coached me up he's a, he's a grandmaster as well in his own his his own uh, discipline. So he shoot. He he was shooting a different type of gun division than, than I was. Um, I shoot in the production division, which basically means that um, uh, it's kind of like how, how race cars. You, to to get a race car, there needs to be a street version of it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of lot things. So so production is like if it's fresh out of the box you can just shoot it without modifying it, tricking it mm-hmm. out, then, you know, that's it's like a standard yeah. plane, you know? And there's nothing real plane about it because you can modify the fuck out of them a little bit as well, but, but yeah, but he's just crossed over into my division now, so I think he's going to crush me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's quite a few different things there with this division. different divisions. Standard. Yeah. What is the
0: standard and the other one? Uh,
1: uh, there's, there's standard, uh, classic, revolver, Damn. Uh, there's open which is like super modified that's like with all like the red dot scopes and yeah, yeah. like compensators dark, dark makes, night stuff yeah like a massive magazine that has like you know yeah. so they don't have to change mags as often things like that yeah yeah. But how, you, how did you get into that sport well it's a hard sport to get into to yeah. be honest yeah, like, I've never I, heard
0: of it like other than stuff mm, I've seen for you and... yeah
1: well look, I, I was exposed to it overseas mm-hmm. uh, while I was exposed to, to shooting okay. overseas I spent a little bit of time up in the states and, and while I was doing, going up there doing some uh, do some trips, to, you know. I was talking about the yeah. UFC thing. Like yeah, another conversation. Yeah, yeah another time. Um, so when I was when I was up there, I, I I got to get with some guys. met some guys up there and, and did a little bit of shooting. I really loved it, and uh, I wanted to do some um, down here. Um, but you, there's a few hoops you got to jump through, you know. Um, the the least the, the first of which is you know getting a firearms license and then uh, joining a club that that um that is active and competitive shooting. Um, and then going through their rigorous training and security measures and then you've got to jump through more hoops with the, uh, the government the police vetting and um, oh, so yeah, you, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of stages of, of security vetting and, and proving yourself that you're safe and responsible and, and capable of, of uh, uh, shooting in, in the sport mm. and being trustworthy with it before uh, before you even really get to kind of compete yeah, 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 so yeah. so there's 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 lots of checks and balances, which is good. Yeah. Um, and then once you're actually in, then uh, yeah, you're right. You just got to you gotta learn the ropes, like any other sport, you know. You just got to start with the basics, learn the fundamentals, and and uh, and build your way from there.
0: What's your training look like for that uh, frequency? My training for... frequency? Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just I, I'm like I'm not sure how that would work.
1: Okay. All right. This is this, this is completely <laughs> completely new, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So. Um, for that sport, yeah yeah, okay, so uh, let's look at the paradise plan for, for for nationals, for instance, for nationals each year um you know, there were weeks and months of of training, and uh like last year there's a paradise plan that started even mid covid um it started about sixteen weeks out, and so there was um uh, a training phase where we would uh work more so on the fundamentals of of marksmanship um stance position grip, trigger control, things like that. Mm. Um and uh and, and fine tuning a lot of that and then working through another uh paralyzed block straight after that of four weeks of um developing accuracy at long distance um and consistency of pacing of, of um you because know, it's it's a double tap. There's two shots on each target to score, um, more often than not. So you um you know, being able to get the cadence right from the first shot to the second shot, to be able to push that pace and still be accurate at different mm. distances, and you know, so it's it's learning that okay, I'm this far away from that target, I've got a split second to to look at it, index on it, shoot it, and then run and move on. So I need to be able to take that first shot entering into that position, and as, as I'm running into it, then mm. be able to stop, hit it, and then hit a double tap in 0.22 of a second after the first shot because it's that far away. Oh, now this next target is a little further away, so I've got to hit that. I got to hit the double tap, the, the second tap needs to be at 0.35 of a second after the first one. Whoa. You know, so being able to gauge mm. those distances and that trigger control to to get the cadence, the, the, the speed right, the tempo right. So um yeah. developing all that. Like that that all takes Yeah practice, it all takes, you know, weeks and months. Then um then there's the, the, the weird carnival stuff, like there's, there's swinging targets, there's moving targets, there's targets that'll pop up, flip around, disappear. there's things that get obscured you can only see part of the target and you've got to be able to shoot it quickly Mm. um if you can or you can wait for it to slow down but that's all taking up time you know and you're supposed to be running through the stage you know so if i I, you know how do i how do i ride it so that my recall hits at the right time as it's swinging past and there's things that go past you on a uh you know hanging on a guide rod there's things that go past like on a train tracks there's all sorts of kind of crazy stuff um Steel plates, um paper targets. Two two times a week, three times a week. Uh four times three times live on the gun. Yeah. And uh another three times dry firing. Yep. So dry firing is essentially you're just going through the manipulation of it all. Um without actually using ammunition. And just getting some feedback from your coach in terms of your footwork and uh, yeah. position and different things like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So doing doing all of that. Doing all of that yeah oh man oh, mm. interesting hey, yeah so, cool. so, so so there'll be a couple of days of like live live firing where you're um, uh, actually running through drills yeah and then one day where like you might run I uh, might shoot like a, a friendly match or something like yeah. that just to or make up some mock stages or something you know so you're still running through that yeah yeah how is it received in New Zealand you know uh, with guns and all that sort of stuff sometimes the, you know what it's it's uh it, it's really polarizing to be honest you know it's it's really polarizing um and it, it's interesting because the the less receptive of the people out there you would actually probably also shake your head at some of the other things that those people are saying the, the people that are more receptive to it or more receptive to actually having a, an open conversation and dialogue and, and and learning a little bit about it um yeah, you, it, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Right? Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, people, like a, a, a lot of folks would just, uh, you know, from the outside would just kind of assume that, how oh, you know, you just get a crazy gun nut. Yeah. Like that, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah. I'm not cruising around the Confederate flag on the back of the fucking car you know? like you know, I'm not carrying guns you know what I mean yeah. like I'm I'm a vetted law-abiding citizen yeah. you know what I mean I've, I've been vetted to the highest level by the police beyond what the majority of the population have been vetted you, you yeah. know what I mean they will, will ever be scrutinized by security yeah. services that it, so don't 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 think of me like that I'm not um it, you know I'm uh, I'm not saying it's for everybody uh, you know but, it's uh, but it's fun it's as an, an adrenaline charged sport yeah yeah um so
0: that's mainly from overseas or in new zealand in terms of the weird feedback that you get
1: um but both but I I was told you're mostly from from people i, I have conversations with New Zealand. You know, like, oh, I, right. I, I, true I, oh yeah 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 oh. yeah i get a lot of friends that are that are like hey man you're doing this doing the tell me about that you know some people are curious some people just kind of make, make yeah. some assumptions um it's kind of weird cuz like i, I had I had a mass exodus of followers on my IG. Right, uh, true. It's that for more, serious? more gun stuff that I, that I put on. Like I, I started putting on less fitness stuff. Cause you're you're stuff
0: like a manly stuff. man. Eh? Like you fight, you shoot um, guns, dude. you eat meat, you um, lift weights, <laughs> you a, got a mad car. <laughs>
1: I'm a fucking cliche, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm a fucking. You got cliche. all the, I'm yeah, clearly clearly compensating for a lot of shit <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucking corny man like, it's crack up mate seriously like I shouldn't have an Instagram account it's just fucking embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> like what a, what a typical a, jock sort of uh, like, you, know, uh, not a, t- you know yeah yeah i know like, i apologize to my friends right now thank <laughs> thank, thank, thank you guys for still putting up with my shit true i didn't know that was that
0: serious i was wondering because i know some people are full-on but oh, i was just curious about how it is yeah, in new zealand well, yeah because well, well,
1: it's more in the states than i hear but uh, well when i was still into the the general like more crossfit mainstream fitness yeah. type of stuff you know i, I had um uh, you know, and I and I I'd occasionally put like a couple of, you know, gun things up there when I was still just starting to get into it. But it was yeah. more just generic, you know, yeah. a little bit of memes, a little bit of taking the piss out of myself, a little bit of motivational fucking drivel. Um and and, and then uh when I started posting a lot more gun stuff, man, I just had like this mass exodus of, <laughs> of uh followers. Like I was up to like five thousand followers at one yeah, stage. Yeah. yeah. I think I lost like two thousand of them. True. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was that.
1: No, well, you know, just, just, just people, people just don't know, people, people are each to their own, man. Yeah, so their yeah. Each to their own, Yeah, e- each to their own, and, and that's, that's I just see fine. it as, like, another sport. Like well, that's exactly or, what it is. I don't know, shop yeah. yeah that's, really. that's exactly what it is, like, it's, it's not about fucking, it's not about uh, anything other, pol- anything else polarizing than that, you know, I'm just, I'm just into a sport that other people just, you know, they, yeah. they can't relate to, because it's, it's a tough one to kind of get into, or it's. It's so uh, outside of the mainstream. You just don't. You're not going to see it fucking pop up on you know, yeah. or whatever. But there's a there's a massive, uh, massive following in the sport in in New Zealand. Like there's literally hundreds of thousands of you know uh, people that um, firearms are part of their life. Yeah. They, you know. Um. They're they're not they're not whack a mole nut jobs out there. They're not they're not people out there like doing crazy shit. It's just it, it used to be a normalised thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. To to have you know. Grandpa's shotgun in the the garage wouldn't even be (laughs) locked up. It would just be like... You know, I'd just be sitting on top of the fucking cabin. You, you know what I mean? The, the ammo would be like a box that was left like half open underneath the fucking, you know. It's, on, it's in the cupboard underneath the vice. The garage door's still open. No, You know Everybody what I mean? Everybody knows, but
0: Papa thinks you don't know, eh? Yeah, exactly. That was, that was normal shit. You yeah. know,
1: like when my parents went to school, there were still like rifle clubs at school. They, they yeah. would go to school. My oh, grandpa would fucking go to school and they'd be like, you know, it, it'd take us 22 and they 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 put it you know there'd be like a hall you know people have their cupboards they would just put it in the fucking in their locker in the yeah. hall I want to fucking lock that shit up, you know, be fucking <laughs> all these guns. And that was school. Yeah, just laying it out like tools. Yeah, that's exactly right. But um, no, it's it, it it's weird. And yeah. and anybody that that has any questions about, it, I mean, well, more often than not, like the the conversations I have, and people's like, wow, man, that that'd be cool. Can you take me out sometime? Like. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's a it's it's an expensive sport to get into. Oh, it's expensive as that, that, yeah. Yeah, it can be. It can yeah. be. Unfortunately, I've, I've I've um, I got to the point where I've, I've got some support. I got some sponsors oh, that, cool, are, that cool. are helping, kind of offset some of the expenses. Um, yeah. Because it's not a sport that I, I, you know, I would recommend if you, you know, if you don't want to, waste a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. True. True. You just like every,
0: like uh, what was it. Like shooting. And, every
1: bullet. Yeah, every bullet, yeah. Well, well, uh, it's... I mean, if, you, if you're liking it to running a car, but like a really fucking expensive car... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, it's not just about the fuel or the things that you, you're burning off right at that time. It's also the maintenance and the upkeep of, uh, yeah, of yeah. those mechanical parts yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Keeping everything slick yeah. and... Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. You know, parts wear out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... No. Yeah, ammo, ammo's not cheap. yeah ammo's that's, not cheap
0: that's cool man I feel like we could keep going on and on um, but uh, we didn't even cover the, the UFC stuff but we'll have to do it another time
1: <laughs> just to respect
0: your time man yeah. And um, but just yeah. the final few questions to wrap it oh up God, awesome. here we go <laughs> oh no the fire shit right. yeah just the uh, greatest lesson uh, your
1: parents taught you oh man the greatest lesson my, my parents taught me uh it took a long time for for them to teach me this and they kind of taught me it in reverse to, to begin with I thought so I am enough I'm good enough yeah
0: yeah that's a that, that's a tough uh, lesson to it takes a long fucking time it, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: I mean, know some people might have figured that out a, a whole lot faster than I did oh I'm a slow learner but like that was a evolutionary leap for me when I finally figured that shit out yeah yeah uh, yeah, and I'm 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 close to my family. My my you know, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying with my dad and I'm real close with my mom now. It's, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um next one is uh favorite book or something you know, something that you've you've read the most you know, maybe a few times or you, you keep going back to. Um you know, it's had a big impact on your life, something you've
1: read. Mm. Uh you know, um it's not something that I've gone back to, to read more than once, but it's something that I recommend to a lot of people just because it was such a fucking paradigm shift for me, and it wasn't just about the topic inside the book, but it made me question a whole lot of other things in my life. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's uh, if you haven't read it, you've got to. Um, there's a reason why it was uh, New York Times and global bestseller, like, forever. So I think it still is on the list. Um it, 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 the general synopsis is it it it, it tells the uh, the kid, the protagonist is learning about um, he, he's getting an education on on uh, economics on fi- a, a financial education, but he's getting it from his uh, his buddy's dad rather than his own dad. And so the rich dad poor dad is a sense that he's got two father figures that have two very different and distinctive. Uh, opinions on on money matters and essentially on worldview because of it, and and uh, and, and that was that was an eye opener for me. So I recommend that one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. And uh, if you could put a message um, on a billboard that everyone would see each day on the way to work or study or wherever they're going, uh, what message would you put on oh, damn. the billboard?
1: Oh, you asked me this last time, <laughs> and I, I had I had no idea. What did I say last time? Do you remember? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I just remember that I, yeah. I I might have been a bit emotional so <laughs> uh, yeah just everything's going to be okay yeah everything's going to be okay right. yeah sometimes it yeah yeah stress gets at you yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of things that are big things right now that are not going to be big things in, in a few years time from now. And it doesn't matter how how bad or how stressful, or how uh, how hard it is, or how nervous you are about taking on that big thing that you're you're trying to attack or trying to accomplish. Um, Everything is going to be okay. Yeah,
0: beautiful. I'm with that. Beautiful. And then last question, man, is just uh, your
1: definition of success. <clears throat> Freedom. 100% if I could put it in one word if I could just boil that one down it's freedom yeah and, and what I mean by that is, is is freedom to be able to do the things that you want to do with your time and if you're if you if you're able to do that that's that's success and and if you're doing what you want what you love you know and that, and you have the freedom to do so man that's success right there mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's awesome that's, that's funny because the last guest I had on um, uh, he said the same thing but he just used autonomy but pretty much the same thing Freedom think, who was that? Uh, what's his name uh, Juan Guadarama he's from um, the States Deuce Gym but he's, okay. he's at his own gym now
1: cool yeah so cool. I haven't so that podcast Yeah.
0: yeah so he was um, at Deuce Gym okay but he said he wasn't like fulfilled okay you know he was helping someone else's dream right so he's like I want to do my own thing you know so that's a part of his values is autonomy cool and, and he's like you know even now doing this podcast with you like I wouldn't be able to do this if I was still there right you know um yeah just the freedom like you said to to do what he wants with his oh, life. awesome and they used the word uh, earlier as well uh he used a few times as well crucible crucible yeah and he's like because like it, it was quite scary because he uh, you know he was quite established and yeah. you know he created a good you know following and relationships and everything so mm-hmm. for him to step away and start his own thing yeah he was starting from um scratch again you know yeah, yeah right and so, and in a different town, and so you know, his clientele, you had know, to build up again, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's scary. I, I can yeah, well, it's, it's
0: scary. scary, but he loved that you know, that um, autonomy and the challenge of it all. But that's like, exciting, though. Having, yeah, having, to, yeah, yeah, having yeah.
1: to start again. I, I, I like. You know, it, it can be it can be scary if you haven't got your bases covered. But you know, once, once you actually get some momentum, man, it's like moving from another country, right? Like yeah. when you came home from from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or from from, from
0: where you Yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle yeah, excuse yeah.
1: me. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, even if you got people, you got a network, you got plans, you got ideas. You know? Yeah. But it's like a blank canvas, man. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah
0: you've you've had a few days eh? so cool. <laughs> no i mean it's good, it's yeah. good. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah i've had to reinvent myself a few times man yeah it is, it is exciting i've sort of
0: been through that last year as well and like you said it has been fun it's been exciting a Bit mm. scary at the same time but yeah but um no it's, it's good to stir things up yeah. where, where can people find you man we have to do it again but where can people find before we um
1: oh uh, look okay oh well I, i've got a uh i've got a website um the skunk works www.theskunkworks.co.nz or you can um, you can reach out on IG uh, what's my handle A-P-S-W-R-K-S A-P-S? A-P-S-Works yeah if you don't like guns check it out I'm trying to i clean myself up i got to clean up my website too because I I still get people reach out to my website hey man I want to train with you and I'm like Really? Yeah, my my website's huh? <laughs> it's, it's not really inviting. I just know
0: people would like though. Uh, you know certain people? Yeah. No, nah, for real. Uh yeah. There's always uh there's always a tribe for that, you know? <laughs> that like that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well uh I- the, the, the majority of the stuff I do now, I, I, I'm still like, since all this COVID stuff, I've just knuckled back down into coaching. I won't talk about the, we we'll talk about business projects some other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about again for sure. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, I'm, yeah, um, I'm still doing a little bit of coaching right now, but I've just been very selective with, with the projects that I, I, I work with, which has been a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. I get to kind of work with people that are actually training rather than just kind of working out, mm-hmm. right? which is which is awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, do a little bit of mentoring, so if there's anybody out there that's um, in the fitness industry and they're struggling and they're, they're, they're trying to figure it out, and your personal trainers especially, that, um, you know, if you've made a sea change or you're struggling with this, you know, this post-COVID kind of mm-hmm. bullshit that's going on. Um, if you're not making it work for you, then uh, feel free to reach out. I might have some ideas for you. Um, same with uh, small gym owners, you know, you and I have both yeah. worn that, that CrossFit affiliate owner's hat, you know, the micro gym owner um, hat for I don't know how many years between us, man, yeah. we'll, but between two of us, must be close to two decades worth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if anybody needs some help with that, because, I mean, essentially, you know, it if if you're running a small gym, and a, a big chunk of it is you've got to make sure you're, you're, you're making it financially successful, financially mm-hmm. viable, Um, it can't just be a hobby. You know, you're not, not going to get out of it alive. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so if you're a PT or a small gym and needs a little bit of help, feel free to reach out. Cool, Go man. Chat. Thank you very much, brother, man. for coming on. Brother. Brother, I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Do it again. Love it.